Hello, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain, and I am your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven-day-a-week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 63 of our trek, and today we will look at setting the proper priorities for the use of wealth. Setting priorities in all areas of your trek of life is important, but how we set priorities with money will largely determine how we are able to set priorities in other areas that are impacting the building of our living legacy. We are recording our podcast from the studios of the Big House in Marietta, Ohio today. In addition to the yard sale that we had this morning, we had the blessing of sharing the fourth birthday of our granddaughter, Aurora. She is Princess Aurora to the family members, and we shared the afternoon with Aurora, her three siblings, and other family members. My dad and Paula's mom were there also. It's grand to see the four generations of families celebrating together. As a proud Gramps, I have included a couple pictures in today's journal, which is day 63. We are continuing today on our It's Only Money Trek. Each day we have explored a different trail on our trek to true wealth. As we accumulate wealth, it is also important that we do set priorities for the use of this wealth. So let's continue on our trail to financial independence as we examine these truths. So the title is The Priorities for the Use of Wealth. Proverbs has much to say on the subject of our financial obligations. While there may be some disagreement on the exact order of the priorities of the following obligations, I believe that we will all agree that these should be priorities which govern the use of money that God has permitted us to manage. Number one, we should give to the furtherance of the good news. In the Old Testament, God carefully prescribed the tithes and sacrifices which were expected from His people. While we are no longer under the law, the spirit of giving still applies to us today. Proverbs teaches that we need to give of the abundance that He has provided, and this would result in even greater blessings to us. Proverbs 3 verses 9 and 10, Honor the Lord with your wealth, and the best part of everything you produce. Then He will fill your barns with grain, and your vats will overflow with good wine. Paul and I have personally found that giving first to the Lord has developed our faith, and we certainly have never lacked anything of necessity in our lives. Number two, we have an obligation to pay our debts to others without delay. Within the business world, and for many personally, there's a tendency to withhold payment as long as you can. We should never withhold payments beyond the due date, even if there is a grace period. Others are depending on our prompt payments, even the very large companies. This also includes the taxes that we owe. I don't like paying more in taxes than is required, but if you owe it, then you should pay it. Romans 16 verses 6 and 7 puts it this way. Pay your taxes too for these same reasons. The government worker needs to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give everyone what you owe. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them, and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Now, if you're fortunate enough to own your own business and have others working with you, always pay on time. And this includes the withholding taxes that are due. James 5.4 says, So listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The cries of those who have harvested your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Number three, we have responsibilities to provide for the needs of our own household. While this concept is woven throughout Proverbs, it is clearly stated in 1 Timothy 5 verse 8. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied their true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. You are to take care of your family and be fully responsible to them. But this does not mean that you provide for them in excess while others around you are in dire need. If you are wise on how you handle your wealth, you will not only be able to meet your own obligations, take care of your family properly, you will also be able to assist those that are less fortunate than you are. In fact, as you become more prosperous, you should use your wealth to minister to the needs of the poor. Proverbs is filled with verses about helping others, 
and in turn it also helps you. Proverbs chapter 11 verses 24 through 26. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People curse those who hoard grain, but they will bless those who sell in a time of need. Now this certainly sounds like a strategy for good investments. As we go on, let's look at Proverbs 14.21. It is a sin to belittle one's neighbor. Blessed are those who help the poor. Proverbs 14.31. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honors him. Proverbs 19.17. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. Proverbs 22.9. Blessed are those who are generous, because they feed the poor. Proverbs 28.27. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing but those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. And finally, Proverbs 31.20. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. That is quite a list of verses in Proverbs, but it clearly shows that if we're willing to give to others, that God will reward us for doing so. Number five, we should make provisions for our future needs. You are obligated to provide for your family in terms of their present needs, but you should also save in order to meet their future needs. This is not hoarding wealth, but making provisions for the days ahead. Proverbs 6, 6 6-8 says, Take a lesson from the ants, you lazybones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. And Proverbs 21-20, The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. It seems like many people do not understand the correlation between spending even small amounts of money and the accumulation of wealth over time. Paula and I observe frequently that those who are in the habit of spending small amounts at convenience stores, fast food establishments, or at premium coffee outlets are usually the same people that struggle to meet their obligations each month. There certainly is a direct correlation, especially over time. Number six, we should make wise investments. You should invest your time and resources wisely either in your own business, real estate, or in profitable and safe companies. Proverbs commends the godly woman because she took the money that she had and invested it wisely. And this is in Proverbs 31, verse 16. She goes to inspect the field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So we see here that she not only invested in real estate, but she started her own agribusiness. As a career entrepreneur myself, I lean towards investing in your own business, but you must do what's comfortable for you. Consider this, though, that nearly 70% of all millionaires did so by starting their own business. And since I have experience in being an entrepreneur, if you have those inclinations and you need to speak with somebody, please email me at Guthrie, G-U-T-H-R-I-E, at VentureCG.com, and I'll help you out. Number seven, we should make provisions for an inheritance. While I believe that we should pursue leaving a financial inheritance, It is far better for us to leave an inheritance of godliness and wisdom to our children and family rather than large amounts of money. But Proverbs does encourage us to plan for future generations. Proverbs 13.22 says, Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner wealth passes to the godly. We do need to be careful on the timing of releasing any inheritance. The person receiving it should be wise enough to grow it even more. Proverbs 20 verse 21 says, An inheritance obtained too early in life is not a blessing in the end. Well, that'll finish our podcast for today. If you've missed any of our previous podcasts, please check out Wisdom Trek at iTunes, Stitcher, SoundClouds, or at wisdom-trek.com. Tomorrow we will consider the topic of It's Only Money, Part 7, and with that we'll discuss some concluding thoughts on the acquisition and the retention of wealth. 
So please join us in our camp tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you enjoy these daily doses of wisdom, I encourage each of you to take time to invest in yourself. The first way to invest is to invest your time in improving Wisdom Trek by leaving your name, email address, and a comment on our website so you can provide us with some feedback on how we can improve to best fit your needs. Number two, invest in yourself by listening each day to the seven minutes of wisdom through Wisdom Trek. This is most easily done if you'll subscribe at iTunes or Stitcher. And the third way is to invest in the life of others by sharing with your family and friends, either in person or online, to journey with us on our Wisdom Trek. The journal for this podcast today can be found at wisdom-trek.com. We will also have pictures, tweetable quotes, wisdom nuggets, and free resources. Thank you for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, and most importantly, your friend, as I serve you through this Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. And as we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly or fully, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.